The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with your hosts, Katie Marley. You know, it's a common thought that we can never balance our time and our money. We run out of money when there are still so many days on the calendar. What are some of the ideas and tools that will help us more efficiently manage these two resources? On today's program, you'll learn how being mighty is the result of transforming one's life. One insight, one choice, one action at a time. Now, here is K.D. Marley, which is K-Mar and D. Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems. And this is the show where we're looking for the extraordinary in the ordinary. My name is Kmar, and I am here with my co-host, Dee Lee, and our guest host, Lynn Shirell. Today we're continuing to explore our new focus on the Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. And what are these? Uh, when we were talking about the ideas for this show, these are the ordinary things that we tend to overlook in our lives, but when we really stop and pay attention to them, we see how really truly awesome and wonderful they are. And as you know, if you've been listening to this show, I like to play with words, explore words and their meanings and where their, their origins, where they came from, how they developed. And last week, we looked at the jewel of opportunities and the different facets of curiosity, possibilities and opportunities. Today we're looking at connections, the connections, and I want to start out with a quote by Daniel Coleman. Self-absorption in all its forms kills empathy, let alone compassion. It, it, It truly is. So Mr. Coleman continues, when we focus on ourselves, our world contracts as our problems and preoccupations loom large, but when we focus on others, our world expands. Our own problems drift to per- the periphery of the mind and so seem smaller, and we increase our capacity for connection or compassionate action. Let's stop and think about this one for a minute. Essentially what he's saying is that if we are so self-centered that all we can see are our own problems and our own issues that it gets overwhelming and that if we can step back and include others the people around us and and the world around us in our frame of reference the things that are our problems tend to shrink because we see them in the framework of the larger perspective and it makes it more likely that we're going to be able to act with compassion so connections the way we're going to look at it today is we're going to start out by looking at the connections with ourselves because that's where we need to start is with us. So, uh, you know, there's um, 
there's a key to connections is putting the spotlight on oneself first as a pivotal key to relationship because really you have to know who you are in order to relate to other people. And I know that in your Be Mighty program, um, both of you have emphasized taking the approach of one insight, one choice, one action at a time. And an insight meaning a revelation in the moment, a choice meaning to explore your options and choose one, and then action meaning doing something toward what it is that you want in your life. Um, Now, you know, here's the thing. Of course, most people get caught up in the speed of life as they're perceiving it, as they're living it. So they multitask and run really fast and put out a lot of fires and extend their to-do lists way longer than the paper it's even written on. (laughs) And so the reality is that everyone has the same building blocks for living every day. We each have 1,440 minutes every day. So there's an illusion that's playing with us a little here. It might feel like there's a volume of things that are being accomplished, but when you really look at it, the quality suffers if our focus is on doing the many things, the volume, rather than the intention and the energy of why you're doing all these things. Most people take more time to plan a vacation than they do their lives. And so with this particular mighty gem of connections, it becomes really clear that to connect to anyone or anything else, you need to take the time to connect with yourself, with what matters to you, with where you want to invest your time and your energy for an intentional payoff in your life. So let me jump in here, Lynn. And what, when we talk about connecting to ourselves, what sorts of things do you have in mind? So for me, um, connecting to ourselves means stopping to pay attention. How do I feel right now? What's going on in my body? Am I having a reaction to the world around me? Is there something I want that I don't have? Just checking in with yourself. And sometimes, you know, we forget to do that. So in the beginning, you might want to set a little timer for 27 minutes so that every time that little timer goes off, bing, you check with yourself. And I number 27 is important in terms of feng shui because it's a kind of universally relevant number. Two is the number of choice. Seven is the number of connection to the universal consciousness. Two plus seven is nine, which is fulfillment. So 27 minutes at a time, if you check every 27 minutes, now you're in harmony with, you know, greater frequencies and you really are paying attention to what's happening in your life. You're not just sliding by and getting to the end of the day and going, oh, wow, what just happened? (laughs) And how often do we get to the end of the day and think, what on earth did I do today? Yeah. Yep. Happens all too often. And, and, you know, a lot of times we get to the end of our day and we're like, I didn't even have any fun. Like, when's the last time I laughed? Like, Mm -hmm. when's the last time... You know, when's the last time we, I, you know, I walked around outside? When's the last time I took a three big breaths in a row, the kind where you can feel your belly move? Like, simple things, simple things. Just stop and be in your body and pay attention to what's happening for you in this moment. Well, and each of us are a mighty gem, if we think about it, um, with lots of jewel facets. And when we actually put ourselves our, on our own calendar... Um, we open up our internal being to be a catalyst to expand expand on our expressions and focus. And um, that's really like polishing a critical part of ourselves. Just recently, I started working with a concept of uh, focus uh, to actually do several things for myself. And I started a dashboard of uh, the critical things that I want to actually focus on. And one of my mentors has uh, given me a task on a daily basis to 
uh, take and you know she she says there are rectangles of different things to focus on and so the four that she gave me yesterday had to do with health and fitness um, relationships um, actual finances and what she called your own personal project and what you want to do is actually write up your goals and uh, and also how you would release anything that feels like it's a block I thought that was really powerful and so this morning in my mint in my meditations, I started working on this. And as we've been focusing on these different elements of ourselves and in combination, um, I found it so much easier to sit and do this than I did last year when I was coming up against the end of the year. And it's a very powerful opportunity to really take a look at our own selves. And um, part of this is also checking in and saying, yes, I do have a significance to what I'm doing. And I do matter. Um, it's like giving yourself your own appreciation. Um, we do have, each of us have in, a different intrinsic value. And it's really, really cool to be a part of something, even something bigger. So how is this all in the right timing of, you know, how does somebody do this? Well, you know, mine happens to be early in the morning because that's when I uh, have a, a good focus and time, you know, where it's not being um, disrupted. Uh, some people want to do it once a day, once a week. Uh, it's really what feels possible to, is is really just to have a date with yourself. You know, whether it's an actual every day or, or every week. It's just putting you, yourself on your calendar. Well, you know, I like that image of having a date with yourself. Because what do we do when we're going out on a date? You know, we dress up. We pay attention to how we're feeling, how we're looking. We want to be our best for this other person. And why should we put ourselves any less than that? You know, show up to be the best for yourself. Yeah, it's it's really uh, having that sense of value and treating yourself like you're, you're of value. And, you know, to really make it fun, you know, and something to look forward to. That's the other part of how do we approach um, a date with someone else is usually kind of an expectation. And so if we put together, you know, these different um, projected uh, ideas for ourselves, we could actually treat that in the same way where we actually want to have something that we look forward to as opposed to something where we're actually sitting there and in some cases, some people end the day and go, well, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I don't, you know, they end up, kind of criticizing themselves for all of the things that they did not connect to. And that can put you in a downward spiral rather than feeling empowered. So um, how do you, or where do you do this? Well, um, some people sit in their car. <laughs> they don't think anybody else is watching, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of different people who do different things in their cars as they're traveling. Uh, very dis kind of distractive um, from the focus on driving. But um, find a physical space that you can feel comfortable and slow down um, and not have the disruptions um, just so you can have a focus on yourself. And then as you're slowing yourself down in your breathing, um, in Be Mighty, we had several experts giving us advice to take 10 deep breaths. And that does actually help to slow us down. Um, as you do this, then you want to start listening to your internal voice and it's amazing how that is like another person not sitting there with the finger going but actually listening um, 
And when they're when you're listening to this input, you can also ask questions, and it's like having another conversation. Um, it's it's really an opportunity to also take mental or uh, physical notes that you could write in a journal uh, if you want, or just jot down that um, it, it is good information. So when you're sitting there having this date with yourself, sometimes, as with any kind of date, the connection is really good, and sometimes it's, well, just kind of sort of not so good. And so the same thing can happen when we're checking in with ourselves. Um, one of the things that people are is very good at um, trying to convince themselves that things are a certain way when they're not in fact that way. So it's one of the critical things is to be objective. And, you know, how does this, how is this really? Sometimes it's helpful to talk to somebody else, kind of get a reality check of, am I thinking correctly in this matter? Um, you know, sometimes you can do this with yourself and you can recognize that your wishful thinking is leading you down a certain path. Um, but this requires taking some time, spending time with yourself. Um, don't judge yourself. Your thoughts and your feelings are what they are and there's no such thing as that's not the right way to feel because your feelings just are what they are. It's the actions that you take that can have more of the, the right or wrong sort of thing that you can look at and say, eh, well, I goofed, I shouldn't have done that. But the feelings don't have that. They just are. So look at what comes forward and treat it as important information into yourself. Do you feel like you matter? That's a huge question. A lot of times when we look at ourselves, we're thinking, well, you know, maybe I really don't matter. Do you appreciate yourself for who you are? Do you have a sense of your own value? Where do you get your feeling of value? Do you have to look outside? Do other people have to tell you that you did great on something? Or can you get that from yourself? Uh, some other thoughts. Feeling gratitude. Being passionately positive. Be open to opportunities. Breathe. We keep coming back to this one. Be thankful for every breath you take. Dance. Let yourself feel. Let yourself express in your body by moving how you're feeling. You know, somebody said to me, use the good china every day and dress like somebody loves you. <laughs> hey, I like that one. <laughs> That's an internalized you know, positive. <laughs> well, it's treating yourself like you're important. Yeah. <laughs> and that is such a, it's something that so many of us need to do. Oh, we take ourselves for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do. And every day runs into the next, you know, unless we look at every day with the wonder that it is. And well, we can look with... at the end of the year as the wonder of the year. <laughs> this year has <laughs> gone so fast. Yeah, it really has. 
it's been a big year of transition for a lot of people. I think in Chinese astrology, this was the year of the water snake, which is water is about emotion and snakes are about transformation, shedding what you don't need anymore. So a oh, lot wow. of people have been releasing a lot of stuff this year, you know, relationships and old beliefs and, you know, emotional stuff, you know, the gunk. So this has been a big year, big year. So how do we proceed into next year? Do you know what the imagery there is? Oh, that's going to be a cliffhanger. Yeah. Because we're oh. about to come up to a commercial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One of those important modifications. <laughs> so we'll do that when we get back. <laughs> yes. So we'll go into what this upcoming year is in, in Chinese astrology when we come back. Stay tuned. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The stress of home life, work life, and personal life converge on us on practically a daily basis. Yet, so rarely do we let others see our real selves. And we carry on like we don't have a single problem. We need to connect and to find out we're not alone. Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadek to find out not only what's been created, but the story behind it. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, where we are spotlighting everyday jewels. And to answer the cliffhanger, because we're pretty sure you were hanging on with your fingernails to hear the answer on this, but 2015 in a Chinese astrology is going to be the year of the goat or the year of the sheep. And what that's all about is yin energy, which is um, usually more nurturing. It's about tranquility and harmony and peace. Um, there's an emphasis on the arts and nurturing. So this year was was, you know, pretty, it was a rocking and rolling year. It was, you know, so next year is our reward for that. So, um, and uh, a good way to approach 2015 is um, use strategy, like use your mental abilities and common sense. It's not about, you know, forcing anything or making anything happen. Uh, it's really about using strategy. So, 
I think it comes in on February 4th, right at the beginning of the year. So it's a, uh, it's the, it's a wooden sheep also. There's usually a, an element associated with it. And wood, wood is the element of making things happen. So it's pretty cool. It's going to be a nice year. <laughs> it, well, let me ask you that. You said making things happen, but not pushing them. Is that what you said? Right. Right. It's about, uh, it's not about force. It's not about powering through. It's really about using strategy, stepping back, looking at it. What's the common sense of the situation? So things happen. It, it's initiating projects. It's about, um, you know, it's, it's uh, enthusiasm and um, having fun. A lot of it is having fun, but it's also very nurturing and healing. So it's pretty cool. Um, uh, it's also um, sheep like to eat grass. And so it's this is going to be considered a green wooden sheep year. Like if we really want to get technical. <laughs> and so it's about, you know, uh, greens and getting alkalines, getting back into your own health. You know, as we were talking about before, connecting with yourself which includes your health. So, um, you know, the, <laughs> the 2015 also, now we're really getting into it here, but 2016 is going to be the year of the monkey and um, it changes elements. So it's going to be a turning point in, um, 2015 is a real turning point between what was in 2014 and what will be in 2016. So we really want to kind of restore up, you know, next year. <laughs> we really want to just, think twice and prepare ourselves, you know, for whatever's coming. So restoring energy is a really good focus for 2015. Thank you. That was really helpful. <laughs> and in terms of, of that restoration, it's kind of a good segue for our next facet here is the connection to nature and all that green. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. Well, when you can when you connect with nature, you're really breathing with the universe. And sometimes we don't think about it. If you just use the lens of perception of wonder. I mean, when people say wonderful or they say awesome, a lot of times they're like, "Oh, that's awesome." But really, if you think about it, something that's awesome is awe-inspiring, like it is wonder, like you have a sense of wonder. So uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. And that will be true for, for next year with the nurturing and the strategy and everything else. Um, Lao Tzu said, nature does not hurry, yet everything is accomplished. So, you know, the grapes bloom and the trees have flowers or whatever, like everything happens in an exact right timing. And in history, our human survival was dependent on understanding and being one with our environment. We needed the vegetation for food. We needed animals for transportation and strength. And, and we use the stars as a compass. And these days, most people haven't even walked on grass barefoot in years. We're disconnected from nature. We go from house to car to building to car to house, right? You know, from- and it's all on concrete. And it's all in concrete. So we don't relate to nature at all. And if we do, it's an outing to a park for a few minutes rather than it actually being a part of our lives. Research shows that getting back to nature really benefits us. It reduces stress and it opens, it opens our breathing. It opens our bodies. It makes us feel better. And that makes us better people. We're better friends. We're better lovers. It helps us to stay balanced. Part of that three-legged stool. So, you know, when you acknowledge the importance of connecting with nature, it's easy to get it on your calendar. And the feel-good factor is what reinforces that. Because when you're connecting to something bigger than yourself, there's, there's a majesty, there's an awesomeness, there's an awareness and a power that transcends normal daily living. 
You feel integrated with the importance of each part of nature and its cycles and its power to control humanity with the effects of weather. One of the things that I teach is how to do moon manifesting. If you pay attention to the moon, there's eight cycles of the moon throughout the month and each is very specific about how it can affect your life. So by refining your connection with nature, you're relating to the elements and where you can see the effects of decisions for sustainability over time. And and then we start thinking about conservation and preservation. That's really an enlightened evolutionary way to relate to to the world around us. And then when we align our inner nature with the world around us, that's really a process of entrainment. Entrainment. So when we're breathing with nature, nature feeds a part of us that is otherwise untouchable. And you can feel that when you go and you just sit in nature, just be quiet in nature. There's a visceral experience when you truly connect and great wisdom can come to us in those moments. And it really just comes down to connecting with nature. Well, and Thomas Edison said, if we did all of the things we are capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves. <laughs> and that, that shows that we do have a lot of capacity. We just limit ourselves in our choice. Um, in this context, um, by helping kids to actually uh, have a, an opportunity to play in nature, to be related to it in some way, to, to actually know it, um, that actually helps develop their uh, different stages that they need for every age level. And when um, we can immerse ourselves in a natural environment, that's also a way to connect emotionally, socially, spiritually, and physically. It's it's really interesting because how kids play um, also opens up, you know, inquiry and curiosity as we have um, discussed some of the other focuses and uh, jewels and facets and the more that you, that curiosity opens up you know the uh, choice of choosing to be uh, inquiring and um, able to be open to the different inputs actually gives them a lot of learning that they might not have in other ways so they have a way to actually play and learn how to be creative learn how to solve problems learn how to focus and be self-disciplined and that's a huge amount of learning with something that is nature as the teacher. Well, so, what's the craziest thing you've ever done in nature? I want to hear about this. I want to hear each of you share the story of the wildest, craziest, funnest, most interesting thing that you can remember doing or experiencing as a result of being with nature. Hmm. The one that comes to my mind, and I don't know how wild or crazy this would be, when I was a kid, we lived in Pennsylvania, and there was one winter that got cold really fast, but without a lot of wind, and there was a a lake at a dam where we used to go ice skating, and this one particular winter, the ice froze with no wind. So it was, for people who have never skated on the ice outdoors, you know, they're only familiar with rinks. You think smooth ice, what's the big deal? But if you skate outdoors, most of the time there's going to be ripples in the ice because the air was moving when the ice froze. And this particular year, there was, there was no wind when it froze. It got so cold so fast. And skating on this was like just incredibly smooth. And we went out. The moon was up, and 
it runs in my mind that it, it was a full moon when I closed my eyes and, and envisioned a scene. There was a full moon. And we were just skating out in the middle of this dam at night with the ice just as clear and as smooth as glass. And it was just this utterly exhilarating feeling. Um, of course, by that time, I was actually good, getting good enough that I didn't fall down every few feet, too. So I think that probably helped. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's... I, the, the feelings there, it was just absolutely awesome to be able to just be out there well, the, the cold and just just skate it was you felt like you were flying it was wonderful when well, winter gives a different feeling in um, the area where i grew up which is in oregon we actually had a year where the snow um, was probably five feet deep and i was not as tall as the deep depth <laughs> and so when i opened the front door i looked at at the uh, wall of snow that had piled up and it was such a an awesome experience you know we started actually doing a tunnel out the front door into this wall and that was quite an experience it felt very uh, cold obviously but we ended up with a lot of tunnels through the snow and it was right out our front door so it was very exploratory so fun fun time of uh, running around the the tunnels outside the front door. What about you, Lynn? Oh gosh, there's so many things, so many things. Making my first snowman. I grew up in Wisconsin, and uh, and for a while I lived in Utah. And I remember the first time I went to the top of a mountain to go skiing, which I'd learned to ski in Wisconsin. That wasn't a you know. I mean, you kind of do that in snowy states, but mm-hmm. I went. I got to Utah, and that's a whole different world because it was fourteen thousand feet above sea level. <laughs> And I got up there after not having skied for about 15 years, thinking that I knew how to ski. Well, you know, first of all, I was like getting off the lift. That was kind of interesting. I had forgotten how to do that. And then when you get up there, I kind of went to the side and it was just so quiet. And the snow was all hushed and it was just so beautiful. And of course, then I decided to try to go down the mountain and it wasn't so quiet anymore. (laughs) 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 But it was a blast. I mean, you know, the runs there take like three to five minutes. I mean, 10 minutes. It's like you really ski and it's just so cool. But I have other stories too about, you know, during the summer um, going up to the lake, you know, with my family, we had a little cottage and we'd go swimming. And I remember going to visit my friend in Kansas or uh, right around Kansas City, Missouri, and her boyfriend had a pecan farm with a river in it. A creek was running through it, and at the time, we were probably all of, I don't know, 15 or 16, and we all went skinny dipping, and we just thought that was the coolest thing ever, and, you know, it's just, you know, it's just fun. It's just fun, but when you think about nature and how much that, you know, it it surrounds us, and it's a part of our childhood, a lot of our favorite memories are in nature, and so when someone is littering or something, I just, oh, man, I just saw this great... um uh, I don't know, a little vignette on Facebook where someone uh, said, hmm, litterer, and she jumped on her scooter and she chased this person and, like, <laughs> you know, made them go back and pick up their litter or she gave it to them. Oh, that was what it was. She she threw it in through the car window, like, their trash from McDonald's or something. Like, they had ketchup and, you know, Coke all over the inside of their car. Oh, wow. <laughs> just, she's like, you know, you litter out here, we're going to litter in your car yeah, <laughs> with really. your own litter. So, and yeah. you know, something I w- want to point out too is the memories that we've all talked about, aside from mostly being in the wintertime, and I have some cool summertime ones too. <laughs> but 
Firefly. talks about being That's completely immersed in nature. And I think you don't have to be that far to get the experience. I think, you know, maybe sitting inside and watching a squirrel through the window. There was uh, a squirrel, the house I'm in now. I have a very large camellia bush. And my daughter and I sat there and watched this squirrel climb all over this camellia and was eating the flowers. And Mr. Squirrel didn't realize that he was being watched. And the two of us were just sitting there cracking up watching this squirrel eat these flowers. So it's not like you have to be totally immersed in it to get the same effect. You know, looking at the flowers, looking at the stars, you know, it's, it's, you don't necessarily have to be in a place where, you know, maybe you've grown up in a city and you've never had the opportunity to go to the ocean or to go skiing or something like that. You can still look up and see the sky. Watch meteor showers. And look yeah. for shooting stars. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 some just some really awesome things and get creative. You know, find ways to connect with nature. Look at the colors. Uh, the spring and the fall, the colors that, that come in, the colors that change. This is assuming you're living in a place where you do have distinct seasons. Some of us don't. Uh, if you have a park nearby, go exploring. What can you find? Yeah, you can look at, up in the sky and see, if, especially if it's been raining, uh, rainbows. And we've had several of those happening. They just show up, and they're very much of a sudden rainbow right in front of you. It can be like, oh, my gosh, look at that. It's uh, quite incredible. And, you know, don't take it seriously. There's a quote from E.E. E. Cummings that said, the world is mudlicious and puddle wonderful. It's really... Uh, and how many years has it been since you've stomped in a puddle and watch the water fly up around your feet. Yeah, and try don't it with worry about a, your shoes. <laughs> and and with if you're with somebody and you just do it without saying anything, they're going to like back off and and really like pretend like they don't know you. <laughs> I've tried that one. I was gonna say, it sounds like you know that. From I know that. One. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, last time we talked about curiosity, and when you're thinking about connecting with nature, this is a great place to practice curiosity. How does it work? How do these things fit together? Uh, if you're up at all on the the things that are happening in the quantum physics, they talk about when a butterfly flaps its wings, it causes a storm on the other side of the world. Really? You know, do some reading, check it out, find some programs, listen to them, and they explain how that actually is true. It sounds incredible. But practice the curiosity. Figure out how things work, how it all fits together. And sure it. Or even just look at it, you know, like Da Vinci. There's a mm -hmm. great book called Da Vinci and the 40 Answers where somebody uh, just wrote this book in the last few years. But they look at how to look at all these different things from different angles. And, you know, when you look at nature and look at 
how it feels or consider it or remember, even go back to childhood. You can do it in your mind. You can watch, you know, videos, watch the BBC has some great shows for nature. And yeah, there's a lot of ways to revitalize your connection with nature. And when you do it, it's going to make your life better. Well, you feel better. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like a whole different focus. You know, it's uh, it's a basic feeling. Well, and there's, you know, the reason why we all feel better if we're around waterfalls, it's because of what it does to the ions in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just that waterfalls make me feel good, okay, you know, so waterfalls make me feel good. Well, there's an actual scientific reason why. So, mm-hmm. get your curiosity in there. Figure out why it's making you feel good because it, there's a reason for it. You know what? I have a little story for you. I know we're, uh, we're coming up on a break, so I'll try to make it really quick, but... I um I use dousing rods. I don't know if anybody has ever used those before, but L rods, and it's so much fun. When I was learning how to use the rods, I was in a store, and the first time I couldn't figure out how to make them go, and I thought they were duds, and I gave them away. And then I had to go back to class, and then they gave me another pair, and I was like, dang it, I guess I got to learn how to use them. And I remember standing there going, all right, fine, show me water. And the thing spun around, and I thought, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, there's a bathroom over there. We're going there. It spun around and made me go almost in a little circle to a little water fountain right behind me. It looked for the closest source of water. That did it. I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm sold. <Wow>. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, we need to take another commercial break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about our relationship with others. So stay tuned. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living your dream yet? If not, then why not? Everyone has a greatness inside of them to achieve what they deserve in their lives. But how do you find the motivation to get started? Tune in to Your Authentic Life with host Susan Cranston. Susan's advice, along with expert guests, will help you improve your relationships, start or change your career, and achieve the seemingly unattainable goal. Listen live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to 
Mighty Gems, where we are spotlighting everyday jewels in the world around us. And this particular show is all about connections. And what we're doing in each section of the show is we consider that a facet of the Mighty Gem. And this fa- this part of our show is dedicated to looking at the connections, our, the relationships we have with others. And John Lennon said, we've got this gift of love, but love is like a precious plant. You can't just keep it and leave it in the cupboard or just think it's going to get on by itself. You've got to keep watering it. You've got to really look after it and nurture it. And that is so true. That is so true. Now, I actually do not maintain plants. (laughs) I used to. I learned, you know, but, uh, you know, when it comes to people, relationships are really about quality versus quantity. You know, when we're younger, we have a lot of relationships. We're going to school. We have all these people. um, And there are some people who think, oh, if I have more friends, that means I'm more popular. And that means that, you know, life is better. And that's not necessarily the case. What sustains us in each relationship is different. And in some cases, we're the nurturer. And in others, we're the nurtured. Personality, you know, really determines how we approach relationships, whether we're introverted or extroverted, a humanitarian or a logical, linear person, spontaneous or competitive, artist or analytical. And sometimes our relationships complement what we don't have within ourselves. For me personally, at one time, I found I was surrounded completely. Like all of my friends were accountants and computer programmers. They were all really (laughs) like, you know, logical. And it was when I was feeling particularly ungrounded. And then at another time, I was surrounded by healers and energy workers everywhere I looked. Everybody was doing, you know, the woo-woo because I needed them and I couldn't do that on my own. And other people call us in for what we bring to the table too. So everything, every relationship is an amazing exchange, a sacred exchange of energy. The best relationships have trust and integrity and co-creative dialogue and deep listening with clear intentions and statements. We know what to expect and we can talk about the unexpected. The key to great relationships, and it doesn't matter how long they are. I mean, if it's a, you know, a, a week or 10 years or you know, 50 years, whatever. The key is to be clear in your own boundaries, to be aware of your own needs, and then either get them met or ask for them to be met in a clear and clean and understandable way. You don't want to project or assume or transfer your emotional baggage to somebody else. It just doesn't serve anybody. So, you know, for me, the way that I run my life is it's, it's really the golden rule. As I honor others, I am so honored. So let me just throw it out there. What, what does relationship with others mean for each of you? I mean, I know it's a lot of different things, but is there anything that you would say would be a hallmark of your philosophy or way that you approach having relationships with others? For me, it's about accepting people for who they are and not asking or expecting them to change. Um, It's about living with respect, accepting them as an individual person with needs and feelings and desires and just letting them be who they are. I know I've, I think, I don't know if I've said this on the air before, but I know I've said it before. Relationships to me are like having a beautiful butterfly laying on your wrist. Yeah, it's trust. It's, it's sincerity. It's um, being able to honor um, yourself and themselves as independents and knowing that um, if they need you that you would offer and as if you need them, they would offer. So it's like an exchange um, and each of them, each of the relationship partners have value. So it's really honoring a lot of different facets of different 
jewels that we've talked about also. And you know what? I got to say something here, though. We're, the way we're talking about relationship, we're making it sound like all the relationships are beautiful and they're all even exchanges and whatever. Sometimes relationships are gargoyles. Sometimes, <laughs> this is true. you know, I mean, it's like the woman in, you know, the store who's having a bad day and she blasts you and you're like, wait a minute, what did you say? You know, it's like sometimes or, or we have, you know, our life partner and I, you know, we we would get into a, a connection let's call it a connection, a heated connection, an activated connection, because you've got to like sort things out, right? So sometimes the people who are the most cantankerous are really your soulmates because they're there to pull you forward and teach you stuff. So well, sometimes. And even with that, you know, there is the acceptance, but it also means you have boundaries too, that you right. don't let people run roughshod over you. Yeah, it's it's really honoring again. Um, I mean, some of the people that actually stand in line and make noises or are rude or um, are doing something obnoxious or not just standing in line, but just if you get a feeling, if you... Have you been in line with me before at a grocery store? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an I get impatient. I get impatient. I'm like, come on. After a while, I'm tapping my foot. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, sometimes, you know, the they look around and they sometimes feel rather embarrassed, especially if other people are patient and standing there without making the same noise. And so they, they put themselves in a, a, a kind of a situation that could be kind of like highlighting, you know, their, their impatience. And um, I've seen people sort of back off from that, that normal process too and it's um it's really a choice it's coming down to some of the choices of how we operate and if someone's annoyed all the time you know what does that say you know they're they're patients for themselves you know how do they approach different situations and also the relationship with themselves and so it's it's just it's a, an opportunity to listen to people and and learn um not necessarily support what they're trying to do i mean Somebody says they're annoyed, you know, it's kind of difficult to say, yeah, I, I, I'm annoyed. <laughs> so what, do, what is the expectation of someone making these kind of comments or situations happen? It's, it's, um, it's their choice to do it that way. And in some of the different ways, um, as we are connecting to uh, others, the other day I was in line at Starbucks. It was a drive through and I came up, it was a Monday morning, you know, early, 7.30, and a little bit misty out, so the driving conditions were a little bit challenging, but um, I was quite surprised and actually awakened because when I came up to pick up my, um, I had a coffee and a breakfast roll or something, um, the person said, oh, the person in front of you just paid for it, Aww. and it was a pay-it-forward day. I don't know who started it, but um, basically, someone else had paid my my uh, you know my bill, and so they were asking. And then, and then I said, "Well, let me pay it forward for the person behind me." <laughs> and um, as I was waiting for the light to turn after I had turned out of the uh, parking lot, this car came up that I had purchased the. Uh, their meal he rolled down his windows and he was just his smile was just bright he was like the sunshine shining in this you know kind of a misty day and I thought wow wouldn't that be powerful if more people did that 
or if some of the businesses would surprise people. I mean, this is part of us being awake and, and being able to um, spark something that would be really cool to watch watch be shared. So that was just rather a fun operating um, in <laughs> relationship with others on a surprise. So there are different ways you can actually connect with people. Um, you can give up a space in front of your line, something like the, the coffee area. Um, you can give to people. You know, you can give a smile. It doesn't have to be monetary. Um, you can hang out with positive people. That helps rub elbows with other positive people. Um, when you're talking to someone, pay attention to them. That is a value of acceptance and respect that you actually you know, look someone in the eye and you're, you're showing your respect for their value of listening to what they have to say. And it's always fun, too, to read something that's a little different and start uh, sharing it. That's un- it's something that maybe it's not in the newspaper or it's an unusual type of um, sharing, but it's, it's a way to share ideas. Maya Angelou said that. She said if you if a child knows when you are paying attention to them because when they walk in the room, your eyes light up. Mm-hmm. And if your eyes don't light up, then there's you, you need to be aware of that. There's something going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And children read a lot more of people because they're observing and they're also learning. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes we as adults forget, you know, that we are the uh, mentor out there. And we need to mentor ourselves also. So at the end of the day, what matters is the interactions that we have with others. We ought to treat others with respect, for they are us, navigating through life doing the best they can with the abilities and the knowledge that they have. And in some respects, it's only the connections that we have with others that keep us from being alone in the universe. And for this, I would interpret the connections with others very, very broadly. You know, it's not just other people. It's the higher power if you believe in that, if your beliefs go in that direction. Um, it would be kind of a very frightening thing to think that we're all alone in the universe. And so we need these connections with others. They need us and we need them. And, you know, what do you expect when you have these connections with others, do you expect something from them? Do you expect something from yourself? Pay attention. Wake up. Yes, <laughs> wake up. Exactly, wake up. Being awake as you go throughout your day. And Pay attention to yourself. <laughs> yes, it's a moment by moment to think. Pay attention to yourself. Be, connect with yourself. Connect with nature. Connect with the others around you. There is so much value in what is around us, both in the people, the animals. Throw, you know, put, include animals in that others that are around us too. We have so much to learn from the animals and they have so much to give us. And they're ready to receive. I mean, a lot of the simple process is petting your cat or telling your dog you're going to take them for a (laughs) W-A-L-K. We spell it because otherwise we have two golden doodles that are ready, willing, and able to leave (laughs) out the front door. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so it comes around to spending your valuable 1,440 minutes each day in ways that will bring you joy, peace, and inner harmony. And really, you know, we're, we're bean counters by nature and, you know, we're, we bend counting, bean counting. <laughs> and, you know, one of the Carl Sandburg's <clears throat> quotes that I really like is, time is the coin of your life. It is the only coin you have and only you can determine how it will be spent. Be careful lest you let other people spend it for you. So it becomes, again, identifying with what you're you who you are what you want to do and how you relate to those around you it's it's really a focus on paying attention and i think that's one of the uh repeats that we have been um bringing up each of our uh elements here of our episodes is to wake up and pay attention to these different um gems and and looking at the jewels that make up these gems so it's it's really becoming uh, looking or becoming obviously uh, a repeat of some things, but it's so important to look around and and get your passion involved, so you can focus moment by moment. And as Lynn said, focusing on one insight, one choice, and one action. You're not trying to multitask and trying to get all of these done on your to do list. Well, connection really is the web of life. It's the web of life on every level. By connecting, by understanding your connections with yourself, your source, and others, you create the web of your life. You're a player in someone else's play, and you're living your own play or movie of your life. So make sure it's worth watching. <laughs> a movie in, in front of you. It's mm-hmm. moving. And you all have a have book, fun. right? You have a book on connections, right? Mm-hmm. We do. It's up in um, Amazon. It's called Connections, Little Insights for Exploring. And it's um, the basis for the book um, was based on a, another original um, one that was called Simple Little Joys that my husband and I put together back in 2001. And uh, that was uh, based upon, you know, it sort of goes rolls backwards, but we came up with 365 um, little ideas that we could do every day because at that point we were, you know, in the exchange of what we were doing, we were setting those as guidances for ourselves. And it, and we would share those with others and people said, well, wow, that's really kind of incredible. Why don't you put together a book? And so it became a, a very fun little book to get hand out. And then as Katie Marley, Kaylee and I got together with Katie Marley we decided to extract part of that into this new connections book. And it's, um, I think it has a whole lot of, um, it, it appears to be really simple, but the idea is that it's little reminders that you can, you can take in, in a second and you could go, oh yeah, it's paying attention. It's looking at these different ideas and saying, wow, I can look around. There's a rainbow over there. Now, do I want to go find the pot of gold? It's uh it's an opportunity. Just different suggestions. Not every suggestion will work for everybody, but just some ideas of ways to connect with yourself. And it, it is divided into the three sections, ways to connect with yourself, ways to connect with nature, and ways to connect with others. And go check it out. It is on Amazon.com. It's called Connections, Little Insights for Living. And join us next week. We're going to be talking about more Mighty Gems. And spotlighting everyday jewels be Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining Kmar and D. Lee for Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.